You're listening to Thrive Beyond Size, episode 109. Welcome to Thrive Beyond Size, the podcast that's all about finding health, joy, and liberation beyond weight. If you're ready to break free from diet culture and embrace a lifestyle that celebrates your body regardless of your size, you're in the right place. Here's your host, health and wellness coach, Dr. Michelle Tubman. Well, hey there, friends. How are you doing? I have a confession to make. It is July right now when this episode is released and when you're probably listening to it, but it's actually May um, as I sit here and record. And this is because I am practicing what we're talking about in this episode, and that is prioritizing your own self-care. Now, this episode, we're, we're talking specifically about how to do this as a mother, but obviously it's important for all of us. And since I'm not a mother, I'm doing it in the best way that I can. And so here's why I am so ahead of the times in recording my my podcast episodes for you. Rob and I have a whole bunch of camping planned this weekend, and I don't want to have to take my microphone camping with me. I want to be able to enjoy the outdoors and the hiking and all the activities that we have planned without stressing about getting episodes out to you in time. So I am working hard this month to get episodes done for the next couple of months so that I can enjoy camping. And this is an amazing skill to practice. It's doing things ahead of time. It's planning ahead of time so that I can have the future that I want. And yeah, it means I had to be a little bit more intentional with how I'm planning my time um, for May and also last month in in April as well to be able to do this for you. But I know I'm going to be so grateful for the effort that I'm putting in now when I get to just enjoy my summer without stressing about making these podcast episodes. And let me tell you, sometimes it is stressful. Sometimes I have an episode due in three days and I have no freaking idea what I want to say. And so I feel good about myself for doing things, doing things ahead of time. And in fact, the skill of planning is something that I uh, talked with Robin Powers about. And Robin Powers is who you will hear in the interview that follows. She is a health coach with a BA in psychology, and she's a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, pre and postnatal exercise specialist and group fitness instructor who helps busy moms implement daily strategies to improve their energy, strength, and confidence. She's passionate about helping moms become the healthiest versions of themselves so they can feel good in their bodies and feel free to live their lives the way they deserve to without taking time away from family or making the journey to health too complicated. She's a health coach and a mom helping other moms identify what is keeping them stuck and helping them transform their overall health and get big results in spite of what they been able to achieve in the past. So without any further delay, here is the interview with Robin Powers, and I'll see you again next week. Robin, welcome to the Thrive Beyond Size podcast. So excited to have you here. Um, it's it's May right now as we're recording this interview, and it's the month of Mother's Day. And I am thrilled to have so many moms on the podcast this month to really really dig into the specific challenges that moms may have when they're on a journey towards health. So I think there's going to be so much useful stuff for listeners coming out in this interview, Robin. But before we get there, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Hi, yes. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Robin Powers. Like you said, I am the founder of Simply Embellished Life, with which is all about helping moms improve their lives 
with simple strategies. Um, so enhancing their lives simply. Um, I am a health coach. I am also a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, pre and postnatal exercise specialist, and a group fitness instructor. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love health, so I just keep learning. <laughs> I, I, I can tell I'm a lifelong learner, uh, learner myself. Um, and it's, I think, moms have so much on their plate, especially when kids are younger and there's lots of activities and so much time devoted to to kids that it's hard for moms to find the space to actually prioritize their own health. And I think there's just so much overwhelm there. I'm not a mother, listeners know that. And so maybe I'm maybe I'm speculating a little bit too much. But what I hear from my friends who are moms all the time is that they are just too frazzled and overwhelmed and tired to even think about improving their health. So if, if moms are in that space where it all just seems like too much, where can one get started to actually even even be able to think about making some healthy changes for themselves? I think what you just said about the prioritizing, I think that's really where it has to start because as moms, we do, I have four kids, so I know, like I, I've gone through it. You have to make yourself the priority because so many moms, they feel guilty if they put themselves first they want to just do everything for their kids and their families and they're putting themselves on the back burner really and they think it's selfish if they want to take that time for themselves but honestly when you take that time for yourself and do the things you need to do for your health you become a better mother it doesn't make you a worse mother it doesn't mean you're neglect neglecting your kids it actually makes their lives better because you're doing better when you feel better you're less moody you're not you know snapping at them you have the more energy for them and they see you living a healthy life and it encourages them and influences them to do the same thing as they grow up. So it's really a service to them to take care of yourself. And I, I think with the overwhelm comes this idea that, you know, I think there's just so much that we have to do when we think about living a healthy lifestyle, right? There's sleep, there's proper nutrition, there's getting all the movement, there's having some downtime and having some time for self-care and, you know, having quality time with your family and with your partner and with your friends. And many women are also working, right? And there's, 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 you know, to, to balance all of this. And I think sometimes the overwhelm comes from, well, I, I can't do all of that. So I'm just not going to do any of it. <laughs> and before we, we hit record on this interview, Robin, we were talking about, you know, the importance of small small incremental steps to get you towards your goal. And so is there a high yield place moms can start if they're looking to prioritize themselves more? I really think I mean, all of those things you just said are so important. And I think not trying to do them all at once is very important. I think starting one thing at a time. And I really think sleep I, from from personal experience, I used to be the person like I'm a night owl, I'm staying up, I'm getting all the things done that I can't do when the kids are awake. But it really sabotages everything in your life. If you are not getting that sleep because you don't have the energy and it changes, I mean, it even affects your hormones and everything. It changes everything about your life if you're not getting the sleep that you need. So if you were going to start in one place, I think prioritizing 
adequate sleep is the place to start. Is the one. And you know how I know when something is true? When people keep saying the same things over and over again. And and whenever I ask this question, and it doesn't matter what what topic we're focusing on, sleep always emerges as like that keystone habit that's that's going to make the most difference. And yet I think it's still one of the things that many of us struggle with the most. What I often hear from mothers, and it's even true for, for me in my own life, is that my days are so dang busy that by the time I get home and everything's done, like this is this is the quiet time that I have, the peaceful time. And and I imagine mothers are saying like, this is the only kid-free quiet time I have. This is the only time I have with my husband. I don't want to give it up to go to bed. <laughs> so, so how how can you coach through that common objection that comes up? I think the you know the answer to that is really take a good look at is balancing. Is that really making it worth it? Yes, you might get a few minutes to yourself or with your husband or that quiet time, but look at all of the things that you're sacrificing because you're taking that time and neglecting your sleep you are like i said changing your hormones you are impacting your mood on a daily basis so that's affecting your relationships throughout the day you know that five minutes with your husband or alone i don't think is worth jeopardizing the relationships that you have with everybody throughout your day because you're in a bad mood right so it's really about finding that balance and thinking like, what is the priority here? Is that, you know, half an hour to an hour at night where I'm not getting sleep worth all the things that it's going to affect the rest of your day? Mm-hmm. That's such a brilliant question to ask yourself. And I think it's it's also switching the mindset from, you know, that immediate gratification of, you know, having that alone time right now versus you know, the, the longer term outcome of how, how is life going to look so much better if I am getting adequate rest on a regular basis and how much more fulfilling are my relationships going to be when I can actually be present in them because I'm not grumpy and half asleep. It's such a brilliant perspective shift there. And not only that, but when you have that sleep, you become more focused, more productive. Mm-hmm. And so you can actually get things done easier during the day. And you might have some extra time later on in the day to get other things done because you were able to be more efficient earlier in the day. You know, yesterday I was at this lovely local conference for women entrepreneurs just in in the city where I live. And um, there were many talks throughout the day, little 15 minute talks and such beautiful pearls of wisdom came from many of them. But one of them came from a woman who is also a coach who she was telling a story of some struggles with fertility and that she went to this personal development weekend course with her husband and and the facilitator asked what would your home run be for the weekend and she said in that moment she knew exactly what she wanted she wanted to be a mom she wanted to have a baby and she decided with complete conviction in that moment that it was going to happen she didn't know how she didn't know what she was going to do to make it happen but she just made the decision and then of course it wasn't many weeks down the road where you know she did she did get pregnant but the the beauty of this story was 
was that she actually made the decision that this was going to happen. And I think I think that's what has to happen when moms want to start prioritizing themselves more, in particular prioritizing sleep. It's easy to to jump into all of those excuses or the reasons why we can't do the thing like get more sleep. But at some point, you just have to decide sleep is going to make such a difference for me, and I'm just going to make it happen. And and I, I think I think that's where the mindset shift um, has to be. In fact, I have um, a client. Her name is Christina. Uh, Christina, if you're listening, um, thank you for providing this story. But she um, has a three and a bit month old baby at home, um, and also a little toddler who's about two. And so she's she's very busy, and her husband is out at work full time, and she she's home with the little ones. And the two of them have created this very specific schedule at night so that Christina is able to get a full night's sleep at least four nights of the week. So they 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 have this schedule. And you know, granted, she's lucky she's got a partner and you know they're they're able to work through this together, but she's made that decision. And the other brilliant thing that I think that she's done is she hands the kids off to her mom to babysit for for one day a week. And Christina has that time. Um, during the day to herself when her husband's at work to do the things that she needs to do um, for herself as well. And every time I see her on Zoom on a coaching call, she does not look like a woman who has a three-month-old baby at home. (laughs) She is glowing and looks so, so happy and healthy. And it's because she made the decision that she was going to take care of herself um, as well um, during the maternity leave. Yeah, that's awesome. And really, that's what it's about is making yourself the priority priority and then deciding how you're going to make that happen like having you know your mom watch your kids or you know with your partner coming up with the schedule of this is how it's going to work and asking for help because as moms we don't have to do it all we really don't and it's not helpful if we try <laughs> and i don't even think that's a mom thing i think it's a woman thing Nothing it could be seem <laughs> to like to ask for help um and it's it's so important that we do um, and it's just ironically, people want to help us. And sometimes they're just sitting there waiting for us to say, you know, hey, uh, you know, I, I could use a little bit of support. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. It's hard to give up that control sometimes, I think, for some of us. But once we do, I think we realize that it's really what's best. Trying to step outside of the guilt as well. When Christina talks about sending um, her daughters to her moms, she still has some guilt around this, even though her mother is actually asking and saying, I want to spend some time um, with my grandchildren. Please, you know, bring them over. And she still she still feels guilt um for for putting more on her mom's plate who also has her own um busy life and, and and things going on but you know when people are offering and when people are saying yes you you have to believe them <laughs> and send right. guilt right and and let people who love you help you out right and the mindset thing comes in too because look at it like this it's like if you are healthier and in a better mood and doing better in your life, it's going to reflect in your parenting and it's actually better for your kids. So you can't feel guilty about giving yourself that time and accepting the help that's actually helping your kids and you. Yeah, so true. So true. And then I think the other thing that needs to happen is putting aside any idea that there are rules about how any of this has to work. 
And I think the exercise piece is a good example, right? It doesn't have to look like going to the gym or, you know, taking a class or running on a treadmill. It can be creative things like, you know, chasing your toddler around all day or going out to the park and, you know, being active in that way. And and I think like I, I watch some of my friends who complain nonstop that they don't have time to get to the gym, but they are literally running around and bending over and picking things up and um, like are physically very active all day long. And even just, you know, switching your mindset to, to, to let go of the rules about how you think some of these healthy habits should look and embrace what's what's actually happening in your life. And your mindset around that um, is actually super important too. I remember reading a study um, some time ago where they they interviewed housekeepers um, in a hotel. So they they had created this document that explained what amount of activity you were supposed to get for health um, during the course of a day and told um, one group of housekeepers that what they did for work actually satisfied all the requirements for daily activity and all the health benefits that would come from this. And then a second group, they told them that they had to get exercise beyond what they were doing at work. And then they followed them up for a long period of time. And the the women who are housekeepers who thought they were getting all of the activity they needed actually did have better health outcomes um, at the end of this at the end of the study. So how you're viewing this is is actually important. Right. Because then so something I always say when people say what is the best best exercise, you know, what what's the best workout? And my first answer is the best workout is the one that you'll actually do <laughs> because if you're dreading something or if you're struggling to fit it in your schedule, you're either skipping it all the time or you have this, like it just creates more stress for you. And that is not helpful in your health journey. Whereas if you're getting movement in naturally through your life and the things you enjoy doing, you don't have that extra stress and it's actually more beneficial. Totally agree. And that all comes down to food also right? And are there rules that we should be following for for food as as mothers? Like how how do you handle the nutrition, especially when you have kids that all have their own needs and possibly a spouse who has his own (laughs) unique preferences? And, And I think sometimes the priority is always getting the family fed and and then mom just kind of again comes last. I think in that uh, in that situation, you also still you have to make yourself the priority. You have to make sure that you're getting the nutrition that you need um, as far as getting in the balance of proteins, getting your fruits and vegetables, getting um, some healthy fats in. You have to make that a priority and you have to plan it out. I know it takes a little effort, but really... If you take the time to do the planning, you can make it work. Even if your husband or your kids are eating a little bit differently than you, I mean, yes, you should be getting them a balanced diet. Also, um, it's important for them. But I know kids can be picky. I like I have four. Some are pickier than others. But you still have to kind of you know adjust and make it work for everybody. You can't just put yourself last and say I'm just going to eat whatever. Um, or pick at the kids' plates, you know, after they're done eating, you still have to think about what is going to be right for you. And we, you know, we talked about sleep and um, sleep has a huge impact on 
you're eating too, because if you're not getting the adequate sleep, I talked about how it changes your hormones. If you're not getting that sleep, it actually makes you feel hungrier. There's a hormone called ghrelin. It makes you hungrier. It makes you crave those sugary, fatty foods. So it makes it feel like more of a struggle to eat healthy also. And then it decreases the leptin, which causes satisfaction and fullness. And that, so then you're not only are you craving all this stuff, but you don't get satisfied as easily. So it causes overeating and it causes you not not to want to eat the healthier foods. You're loading up on all those other things that probably aren't the best to get an abundance of. Mm -hmm. And again, it comes back to sleep being so, so important. And I want to emphasize, you mentioned planning as well. And I don't think we can emphasize this enough. And, And I think when we first make mention of planning, the instinct is for people to like go, nope, (laughs) I don't have any time or bandwidth for that. But what most people discover in my experience, once they get in the habit of planning, is that it does actually give them more time and more space throughout the week. If for no other reason, then you don't have to think about what you want to plan for dinner, like you've just already done it. So it's less decisions that you actually have to make um, throughout the day. And the other thing is that if you are actually planning not just your meals, but perhaps trying to plan your bedtime, um, trying to plan all of the other activities that you have in the week and, you know, planning when you're going to have some time to yourself and maybe get some intentional movement in. Like when, when you actually carve out some space ahead of time, um, you're you're a little bit more likely to do it. And you can also be a little bit more realistic, right? Because like, let's just say you're looking at your week and um, Tuesday you have like four kids with five different after-school activities and you know it's going to be a super busy, um, busy day, then you can plan, you know, appropriately for for your meals for that day. And you can, you know, understand that maybe that's not going to be the best day um, to have some time to yourself or or to have a workout because you know that you're going to be busy. But then maybe Wednesday is a different story. And then you can you can just be a little bit more intentional. So I think, you know, planning actually brings some freedom with it um, at, at the end of the day, especially if you're not, you know, spending all day worrying about when you're going to fit everything in and um, how you're going to feed the family. Absolutely. Yes. I think the same that you said, people like, oh, planning, I don't want to plan ahead. But think about if you don't plan, are you going to run to the grocery store every day? Are you going to like that? How much time does that take out of your day that you could be doing other things like planning? (laughs) How much money are you going to spend if you're just ordering stuff in four times a week? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And usually what you're ordering in isn't going to be the best choices either, um, from my experience. So yes, like, the decision fatigue is a real thing. We make decisions all day long, even if you don't realize that you're constantly making decisions. The later in the day it gets, the you know you're you're tired of making decisions, and so by the time dinner time comes, if you don't have a plan, you're more likely to like just get the pizza, get the you know, and make those split second decisions. Yes, that happens in my house, and you know my husband and I have have no kids. You know we have a dog who eats the same kibbles every night, so <laughs> there's no there's no decisions to be made there. But I you know I can't I can't imagine just how exhausting it must be to be making decisions all day, not just you know for yourself, but for your your kids and your family as well. That of course by the time the evening rolls around, um, you're you have such little chance of making good decisions. 
good decisions at that point of time because that's just the way our brains work with the decision fatigue. So the more decisions that you can make ahead of time with planning, I think the the better off everyone is. Absolutely. And I said, get the sleep and you'll feel more focused and more organized and it'll make that planning even easier. Now, one of the other excuses or, or, you know, concerns I hear women say is like, well, I just don't have enough willpower or discipline for any of this. Um, do you have any, anything to say about that? I think, so I think willpower and discipline are two separate things. I think like motivation and willpower are something that are in short supply. You're never going to be completely motivated. You're never going to be completely, you know, free, like complete willpower, right? And that's where that decision-making comes in, the decision fatigue that I was talking about. As the day goes on, you are tired of making decisions. The willpower is going down. You don't have, (laughs) you just can't resist anymore because you're just tired of it. And so you just make the easiest decision, which isn't always the best decision. So that's where the planning and the discipline comes in because if you've had it planned, if you make it a habit, you don't have to rely on the motivation anymore. You don't have to dis- you know, rely on that decision-making anymore. It becomes a habit, becomes a part of just what you do. Like this is what happens every day. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to decide. It's already planned and this is what I do. So it just happens at some point. Yes, in the beginning, it takes a little effort and you are making more decisions, but then in the long-term, it becomes easier and you don't have to think about it as much. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I think one place where some loving discipline can be employed more often for women is saying no. I think moms in general are already um, super busy and have so much on their plate. And to just understand that if somebody requests something else from you, it's actually okay to say no, right? And and I look at at some moms who do everything. They're on the PTA. They are involved in all of the extracurriculars. They um, are on every other committee. They're involved everywhere. And I don't think you have to be, right? Like may, maybe pick one or two that's the most important, you know, to you and you and your family, and know that it's okay to say no to the rest. Oh, absolutely. I feel like I, I've i been pretty good at being able to say no that I think to things that don't really serve my goals in life or my family's goals in life. And yes, sometimes there are things that you kind of want to say yes to because like, oh, that would be fun. Or, you know, I would like to do that. But then you really have to think, okay, what what is the consequence of me saying yes? Is this going to make everything worse? Is this going to cause more stress? Is this going to be, you know, almost completely impossible with the other things going on in my life? Am I going to be able to put myself and my family first, the real needs, not just the ones, the real needs first, if I say yes to this? So I think it's completely okay to say no to things that are not serving you or your family in a need way, right? So think about need And then think about why, if you have time for those wants after you take care of the needs, like the sleep and the healthy nutrition and the exercise, then okay, go ahead and say yes. But I don't think it's 
you shouldn't say yes to everything because not everything is important to you and your family. And I, I do have friends that have the same problem. They say, yes, yes, yes. And, you know, I have one particular, she's gotten better. She's like, I'm saying no to things. And I'm like, good, good for you. <laughs> you need that. You need to be able to say no, because you're putting yourself last all the time if you say yes to everything. And if they're really your friends, the people that are asking are really important in your life, they will understand that you need that time to take care of yourself. Well, you know, and I think we also have to start training the people in our lives to understand that sometimes we will say no, because I, I think if we're always saying yes to everybody, people think that they can, they can rely on us and they'll always, they'll always come asking. Um, and so putting those boundaries in place, I think, I think are important for sure. Oh, yeah. And like I said, if they're really important people in your life and they care about you, they'll understand that you need to put your priorities on yourself and your your mental and your physical health, as well as your family's instead of just saying yes to everything. Yeah. What what I find so fascinating is, you know, this conversation that you and I are having, I've had with friends as well, right? And I think we all understand on some level that we should be prioritizing ourselves, even if we have some resistance and some guilt, you know, around doing that. We'll always look at a friend and encourage her to prioritize herself a little bit more, right? So I think on some level, we all know that doing this is actually important. It just, again, just comes back to that idea of making the decision to actually do it for yourself. And, you know, maybe taking a look at um, the guilt or the other emotions that come up when you think about prioritizing yourself and really, really starting to work work through that. You know, I, I look at my client, Christina, and her daughters and how happy and healthy she looks all the time. And I have absolutely no doubt that her children are absolutely going to thrive. How can they not with a mom who, <laughs> who exudes, you know, so much happiness and health? Yeah. And I really think that's, you know, what it's all about as a mom, you know, not only taking care of yourself, but letting your kids see how you can take care of yourself so that they don't repeat the same pattern of I'm going to put myself last and put everybody else first. So I call it generational health is what I call that. Well, it, I mean, it's super important because you're right. Kids will model what what we show them. And so to show them how to prioritize yourself and how to make healthy decisions, even when life is busy, um, is, is important because for, and you know, this is exactly how I know I haven't 100% committed to my own health is because when my life starts to get busy or I start to feel overwhelmed, it's my healthy habits that will go first always. Right. And I'm, I'm working very hard on, on, on switching that, but it's, it's just sometimes not an easy thing. And I'm, I'm quite envious of, of women who have just been quite committed to their health throughout the, their life. And it's like nothing happens until they do their healthy habits first. And, and I wonder if those are women who did grow up in families where that sort of um, lifestyle was modeled. Quite possibly. And I also think it's kind of an innate thing in some people like you're, you're a doctor, right? So that is your job is to care for others. I mean, that's what you that's your life's work. So I would think it would come pretty naturally for you to put others ahead because you're caring for them and you kind of neglect yourself when you put too much into that. 
So yeah, you definitely have to be mindful of it. You, you, you do, you do have to be mindful. And for me, it's actually a barometer. I, I use it as a barometer. So when I start to feel tempted to, you know, skip my movement or brushing my teeth is, is a big one. If I'm not doing it before bed, I know that I, I'm a little bit too busy and I have to kind of take a step back and look if I can rebalance my schedule a little bit more. And so like, as soon as I have the instinct, even to go to bed without brushing my teeth, I, I start, you know, to take stock and, and see, you know, where I can balance things out a little bit better. Um, and so that, that's been, that's been very useful for me. Now, granted, when you're a mom, you know, you don't always have that same, that same flexibility, given that you have, you know, little ones at home that you're responsible for, but there is, there still will be things that you are in control of changing and that you can actually change to, to prioritize yourself. And I think that's what you and I are are advocating um, here for is to just look for the little places where, where you can make um, a little bit of a difference and perhaps look at the places that will make the biggest difference, such as, such as the sleep. Right. Absolutely. Because like I said, you don't want to try and change everything at once. There's so many things that go into a healthy lifestyle. And if you try to make 10 different changes in a, in a day or a week, it's going to be so overwhelming and frustrating. And you're, you're going to be done by the end of the week. <laughs> you're like, forget it. This isn't worth it. I can't even handle it. This is just more stress. So you start with one thing. It could be one action that you're taking that's a little bit different each day. And that shouldn't be overwhelming. It shouldn't be time consuming. Even if you say, I'm going to go to bed a half an hour earlier every night this week. I mean, is a half an hour really going to cause chaos in your life? Probably not. And think about that's like a half a night's sleep extra a week. Like that's awesome. If you can go to sleep an hour earlier a night, that's a whole extra night's sleep for the week. I mean, that would be amazing to get an extra night's sleep. (laughs) That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you frame it that way, it's just so profound. Hey. Yeah. 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 Small steps, start with the small steps until it becomes just a normal part of your routine and then move on to the next thing. You don't, I mean, I know women are like, I want results and I want them right now. (laughs) I I want them by next week, but then you're probably going to lose them again (laughs) in a week. If you get them that fast, it's all about slowly building so that you can maintain those habits and that lifestyle. So you have long-term health, not just in the next couple months or the next year, because that's what's really going to make the difference in your life. Right. Yeah. And one more question before we sign off today, and maybe it's a big one, um, but do you have any thoughts on the question of what to do about baby fat in the early months? Um, I My number one suggestion is don't focus on, I have this extra weight that I have to lose. I think the number one priority is thinking about what are the healthy habits that I can have in my life that are going to provide me the energy and the well-being, mental and physical, to be a mother and to live my life in the way I want to live it. Because that weight loss will come if you are taking care of yourself. If you're focusing on focusing on, oh, I hate the way I look and I need to get rid of this weight, that just causes extra stress increases that cortisol, increases the 
you know, the storage of fat and your body just holds on to that. So you're really being counterproductive to what your goal is, if that's the focus. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, neither you nor I like to talk about weight loss as the goal, but this is a question that comes up um, frequently um, from, from women. And I don't want to, I don't want to not acknowledge the concern that that mothers always have. And I think that your response to this was absolutely perfect and right in line with everything else that we're saying is that focus on um, the things that you need to do to take care of yourself. And that is what will get you where where you want to go. Absolutely. Yes. And so I think, you know, the key points we've mentioned today is definitely work on prioritizing sleep. If there's one thing that you're wanting to focus on, that's probably going to be the biggest bang for your buck because it is going to affect your nutrition, the energy you have for movement. That is an excellent place to start. We often talked to, uh, we also talked about the importance of planning and how that can actually make so many of the things that you struggle with during the week easier if you if you are just being a little bit intentional and making some of these decisions ahead of time because so often it's the decision fatigue that leads us to making um, unhealthy unhealthy choices and also just that it's not only okay for you to prioritize yourself but super important that you do and not just for your own health but for the health of your kids and your family and to be uh, the role model that you want to be for your kids as they grow up into adults who prioritize their own um, health and self-care as well. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. All right. Um, Robin, if there are moms out there who would love to work with you, where can they find you? They can find me uh, at Robin at simplyembellishedlife.com is my email. And then I also have a website, simplyembellishedlife.com. Perfect. And we'll make sure all of that is in the show notes for you too, Robin. Great. Any last words of wisdom before we sign off today? I think you kind of said it all about just prioritizing yourself and not thinking that it's guilt, you know, not causing the guilt or thinking it's selfish to put yourself ahead of the other people that you care for because it really helps you and it helps everyone around you that's in your life. I love it. All right, women, mothers, what are you going to do to prioritize your own health and well-being today? Let us know. Um, you can email me at michelle at waysahealth.com. You can email Robin. We'd love to hear about what you're doing to prioritize your own care as a mother. All right, Robin, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you so much for having me.